0: So, yes, do I have some questions? Yeah, I do. I have questions, right? But uh, if, if you've seen it before, Amanda, uh, it's, it's kind of just free form. We're just going to go after it. And, you know, we, we may end up talking about, you know, Chris Rock getting the shit smacked out of him at some point. I don't know. I don't want to start with that. But who knows? We might go down that, down that path, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, like, put any constraints on it. So, um, anyway, so we're live. Uh, and... First of all, I just want to say, uh, thank you, Amanda, for joining us. Um, you know, for the listeners out there, watchers, whatever, um, you know, today we're Matt and I on the Texan connection are blessed with the, the presence of the audacious black girl. Right. Uh, herself <laughs> and, uh, Uh, Amanda, if you don't mind, as we get started, can you just kind of give us your credentials and, and tell us a little bit about yourself to frame the conversation?
1: Yes. Awesome. So thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you both. I love talking about self-care and any other thing we get into. But yes, I'm Amanda. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, so aka a therapist. Um, I currently work for the US Coast Guard. I worked prior with the Navy as a therapist. Um, the Coast Guard, I don't work as a therapist, but I do provide therapy for college students through timely MD. So I do some contracts with them. And I absolutely love it. I love working with just anyone in transition. Like I love the transition period of life um, and helping guide people through that is what i love to do i also have my platform called the audacious black girl i have a podcast i have an instagram i'm creating workshops um and really is all about empowerment and healing for black women um and i uh, just really passionate about just supporting women on their audacious journey so and my husband's aaron uh, you <laughs> had your podcast with him the other week um you know, you know, I'm a little bit, a little something about them. But yeah, that's, that's my boo. Uh, but yes, and here we are. So thank you for having me again.
0: So, um, uh, so you may be familiar. Uh, this thing that Matt and I do is called the Texan connection. Um, we thought it was pretty clever. My, my daughters laugh at it. Boom. There we go. We got <laughs> hats we and go. everything, right? <laughs> <I love laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, Um, when, when we started this, this kind of branch off of the rising sun podcast, the idea was to, I think number one, Matt and I just wanted to like have a space where we could like talk shit and like keep up kind of thing. Right. (laughs) But it, it kind of started morphing into this thing where like Matt hit me up on, on messenger. He was like, Hey dude, (laughs) we should talk about, um, uh, what was it the first time Matt?"
2: Meaningful male relationships. Why it's so hard to make friends?
0: <laughs> he was like, hey, dude, like I was out at dinner with my wife last night. And she was like, um, she's like, you never do any me time. And and like, why is it so hard for you to make friends? And and so he hit me up and I was like, I know somebody that might can help us with that. And and so we did like a quick uh, Zoom call yeah. uh, before we did the last text and connection. Uh, so I just want to thank you for that uh, before we get started tonight. Um, yeah. Tonight. Sorry. Uh, just for, for everybody that may be watching or listening, it is 9 p.m. in Japan. It's 8 Eastern, Eastern, right? Eastern,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And then yes. 7 Central. Yeah. So we're kind of all over the place yeah. tonight. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, <clears throat> uh, I think so just to get started. Um, what we were going to talk about tonight. So Matt, can you kind of just bring us in because, you know, like I said, this kind of got generated from a conversation that you and Desiree were having, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We were out for my birthday and uh, we were just, you know, um, I don't know. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, but um, yeah, we just started talking about um, meaningful relationships and how that kind of ties into, you know, your personal time and how you, um, how you kind of divvy up your time and your energy and um, she said something to me she said you know you don't you don't really care about yourself and I was like what are you talking about you realize the ego I have when you talk you care about myself of course I care about myself she's like no but you never, you never do anything you never go anywhere you never go to the gym you don't like really take care of yourself you're not worried about yourself because you're too worried about All the other things, all the other responsibilities that you have in life, you know, family, business, getting the girls here and there and, you know, just all the things that that life has. And uh, it really got me thinking, I was like, you know what, my version of me time is, you know, me doing this podcast or me, you know, being in my office, working on things or just being away from other people. And that's not really, I think, what the definition of self-care would be. Uh, it's certainly alone time, but it's not me time, right? So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of where, yeah. I think,
0: I think, uh, as Matt and I, we we talked after Matt and I talked after we talked to you, Amanda, and um, you know, we were kind of talking about this this whole thing, like you know, and I'm trying not to make general statements, uh, so I'll just talk about like myself. And and so for me, me time is literally me time, like I'm not around anybody, and Mm -hmm. I'm like. Maybe I'm reading a book, but I'm probably watching Netflix and who knows, I might be taking a nap or maybe I'm going to the gym. But like when I think of me time, it is or like self-care, I guess. Right. It's it's like being detached and away from people. Right. Is that, is that like a common thing that you hear?
1: Yeah. I mean, yes. But I also think what is self-care? You know what I mean? And how we all define self-care personally your self-care can be, you know what? I'm just detaching from everyone. I'm just going to sit here and watch Netflix or whatever it might be. But self-care, the way I define it is it's just self-preservation. So what are you doing to preserve yourself so you can actually get out there and do the work that you need and want to do, right? So taking a girl's, like, you know, you were saying Matt all over the place and working on your work and Dean, same for you, right? So what are those practices that you're doing so that you can actually do those things, Right, Because you will run yourself ragged if you keep going and going and going. So if it's disconnecting from people because you're around people all the time, especially as leaders, we're around people all the time. Sometimes that takes so much energy out of some of us. I'm an introvert. Well, somewhere in the middle. Um, So when I do have to lean very heavily into the extroverted nature of myself when I'm speaking or presentations... I'm gone. I'm ghost for like at least two, three days. Don't talk to me. Right. Because you need to recover. I need to preserve so that I can get back out there. You know what I mean? So I think it's important individually to just acknowledge what does that look like for you? How do you, how can you preserve yourself so you can continue to do what you do?
0: Yeah. So I guess you being, you know, a therapist, um, you know, social worker and and with all your expertise, How would you actually define self-care? Like I I have this idea of what I think it is, but like, how would you define it?
1: I I think just like I was saying, like self-preservation and it, it, I feel like it's, I feel like I always view things somewhat like as, uh, I don't don't know, I'm not good with like math or diagrams, but like having like self-care up here, right? Like this is the title and then underneath that are all the things that you do. Right. And it can be going to the gym. It can be, like I said, detaching. It can be lighting a candle and taking your shower, you know. But when it comes to actually practicing self care, I told you all before, like, I'm such a believer in like uh, micro practices, right? What are those things that you sprinkle throughout your day so that you can, you know, feel okay? Because Some people define self-care as, all right, you know, get in a massage. Great, fantastic. But how often are you doing that? Like, how much of a routine is that for you? Because that becomes the problem. You have all these grand ideas, but if it's not a part of your routine, if you're not finding harmony, right? I don't talk work-life balance. I talk about harmony. If you can't just make it flow, you're not going to do the thing. You know what I mean? So this is where micro practices can be helpful because you're just sprinkling it throughout your day and you can make a routine out of that. So say getting up in the morning and meditating or working out or journaling or doing a little check-in, that's a micro practice, right? It's not going to take that much energy out of you. Other things, like I said, lighting a candle when you take a shower, having some scents going. This is just me, my girly self, having some scents going. Um, you know, little things like that, like going outside on your lunch break, like getting out of whatever space you're in yeah. and getting some air, getting some sun. So I think it it is um, little things that you can do, micro things you can do to really practice self care.
0: Yeah. I I really like that idea of, of, we talked about it before, but nobody's privy to that conversation. Right. But the idea (laughs) of of micro practices, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just was really appealing to me. Like if I take five minutes and just detach and like (sighs) do something, right. Like, you know what, man, Um, I'm going to go take, well, I do smoke. So I'm going to go take a smoke break. I know, I know smoking is not self-care. I got it. Right. But at least you do it outside. For someone it is. <laughs> for someone it is. <laughs> you know, but the the same idea of taking a smoke break, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go like detach for a moment, right? I'll walk around the yeah. building or go out and get some fresh air, look mm-hmm. at the sky, whatever. Like yeah. that would be kind of a macro practice, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Any little thing, any little thing that you can incorporate into your daily life, daily you know what I mean? It's not just something you reserve for the weekend. Now, you can have, like, a big thing planned, right, for, like, a certain day. But now you're holding out for that, and you're suffering every day because I have to wait until the 17th when I have this thing that I'm going to do while you, every day you're just struggling. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah.
2: Yeah. In, like, in the past the past year or so, I've started uh... – I just get up earlier and I have, you know, an hour, hour and a half, maybe sometimes two hours, just depends on what time I wake up, just to myself. And, you know, at, at first uh, it was like, it was nice to just have that, that time of complete quiet, right? Nobody's up. I don't have to make anybody breakfast. I don't have to do, you know, anything. Um, but then it got to the point where I was like, I'm not really doing anything. Like I'm literally scrolling on Facebook or like reading Reddit articles or whatever, which is like, it's fine. But, um, that was also part of that conversation with my wife Is like, well, like the time that you do take, like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing with it? Right. And I'm not, I'm probably not maximizing or, you know, I don't want to say being productive because you don't always have to be productive, but, um, you know, we have a finite amount of time Mm -hmm. every day or in life. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, so yeah, I've recently tried to, you know, start reading my Bible or, you know, just taking time to be more Mm, intentional with that, like decompressed time. And, um, I know for me, um, I can be content with just like not doing anything, right? Like not doing Mm -hmm. a damn thing. And that feels counterintuitive to me just because I'm always doing something, but, um, yeah, trying, trying to find, like, meaningful things to do even in yeah. that downtime uh, is something I've been trying. I
1: love that you said but, that being yeah. intentional about your self-care. Not that I don't think anything is wrong with, you know, scrolling on your Instagram or Reddit or whatnot because you're getting something from it. It's just you, you know, kind of zoning out, right. so to speak, and sometimes we need those moments. It's when you're just in that that loop of it and you're feeling like, all right, I don't feel any better after scrolling Instagram, after, you know what I mean? And really just being curious and asking, is this practice that I'm doing, like you were curious about, is this practice that I'm doing actually feeding me in some way? Is it actually helping me in some way? It could be, because maybe you're getting some knowledge or whatever it might be. But really asking yourself uh, with whatever thing you define as self-care, how is this assisting me? How is it going to help me be better? How is it going to help me do my job or take care of my children or all these things better? And, you know, once you're you really question that, then you can become intentional, like you're saying about your self-care because you want it to work for you. You know what I mean? You want it to be something that you need that's going to actually assist you in doing all the other things.
2: Yeah, I think you said something that really hit it on the head is, you know, how is this mm-hmm. benefiting me? Right. Like what is what is the outcome of this time that I'm spending? Right. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a yeah. productivity mm-hmm. rubric, right? But it, it does need to be like a quality yeah, yeah, rubric, yeah. right? Like did what I just do improve mm-hmm. my day? Or did I just like
1: Yeah, waste time improve you? Like how did it improve and you in so any way? You know what I mean? It couldn't, like I said, right. like even scrolling for, I mean, we get caught in these loops. Like, if you're like, on, I don't know if you go on TikTok sometimes, my daughter is always sending me TikToks. And then I'll, like, oh, another recipe, another recipe, right? But hey, I'm getting some recipes out of it. However, once if I'm on there and it's like, oh, shoot, it's been an hour, I really have some things I needed to do. Like, it doesn't feel fulfilling. You know what I mean? Maybe 15 minutes would have been fulfilling enough. But, but yeah. Let me tell you something.
0: <laughs> I watched a video today uh i don't know who put it up but it was a bulldog uh turning front flips on a trampoline and i probably watched <laughs> it it was like a 30 second clip and i probably watched it for 15 minutes a day that's hilarious
1: it <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing like like I, I think i saved the video and i was like, uh, like oh my god. like amazing it's the funniest though. thing man i'll send it to y'all later right like I oh my it. god it was yeah. good right um yeah. like it's exactly what you think it is too it's a damn bulldog turning front flips on a, on a trampoline. Like, just how you picture it in your head. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was, right? But, yeah. uh, anyways.
1: But, no, but isn't that a micro practice? You
0: I feel like it is. You see, you see how, like, I, I, yeah, I lit up when I started talking about it, right? Because it made me so up, happy.
1: <laughs> it puts you in a good space, right? Like, that's a micro practice. Like, I'm really outside the box of whatever people might think things are, so to speak, sometimes. But- if that thirty seconds gave you that much joy, that you sat there and watched it a million more times, now you're able to go about your day. Touch there your you go. Now you're able to go about your day in a better space in a better mental space because you had a really fantastic laugh. That's self care. That's a micro practice.
0: I yeah. I think uh, maybe it's. I don't know, man. Like kind of keying on something that Matt said mm-hmm. and that you said. You know, I don't think this is gender specific necessarily, but, um, you know, but it it certainly is a thing, right, that um, you want to maximize your time, right? And you feel like you're wasting time. You feel like you're not being productive when you're doing something like Mm -hmm. watching a bulldog turn front flips on a trampoline or, I don't know, going for a 45-minute walk when I could get another 30 minutes of sleep before work or – Um, You know, whatever that micro practice is, right? Like I feel, I feel like maybe society or maybe um, the way that we feel like we should behave or conduct ourselves prevents us from doing these micro practices sometimes because like Matt said, it, it feels like we're not being productive, like we're wasting our time kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you're saying, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be gender specific. I think it's something that a lot of people feel like they've, we've been all, all of us have been conditioned to, and all of us in the United States have been conditioned to um, be productive all the time, always doing something and rest is not a priority. Self-care isn't a priority. You know what I mean? So, you know, having that level of information and kind of you know, asking yourself, okay, how have I been conditioned to not prioritize my care, my rest? Because guess what, it's affecting you. How's your back? How how are your knees? How's your headspace? How's your heart space? How how's the the people you interact and engage with, right? If you're not pur- pouring into yourself, everything else is going to be affected. You know what I mean? But we are conditioned in that way to think productivity, productivity. Um, but I do think because I, I do work with a lot of male clients who self-care, like the thought of it, they're like, "Manda, what are you talking about? I got stuff to do. I'm like, okay, well, how are you continuing to do those things? Because you're coming to me now. You're coming to me for a reason. So clearly something's going on, right? You know what I mean? But I think men especially have been conditioned with that mind. well, not even, well, conditioned, yes, but not conditioned not to think about self-care in the way that um, I think it's marketed toward women, you know, I mean? people that identify perhaps as women. Um, it's, I think it's just marketed very differently, you know, and we talked before about force and flow, you know, where for men it's, it's okay. <laughs> for men it's the force, right? Do, 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 do. And for women with that feminine energy and everyone, No matter how you identify, we all have masculine and feminine energy. It's just when it's not in harmony is when we experience issues and experience challenges. If we push as men, right? If you push that feminine energy to whatever way you think about it, that flow aspect of it out of your mind and out of your space, you're constantly operating in force, And you're constantly doing and you're not flowing you're not being you're not just chilling and just allowing yourself to just work on whatever it is you need to fulfill yourself um so i think we all have those energies but we really have to find the harmony not balance the harmony in those things and it's okay to be to feel like you're more have more masculine energy than feminine energy but it still can work in harmony so that you can practice those self-care Practices and not push all the time.
2: Yeah, I think it. I think it. Uh, it stems back to something you said in in, in culture and how we've been kind of um, conditioned um, through our culture to always be productive, right? And you look at countries yeah. like Spain where they have CSS. you know the whole yeah. siesta culture, <laughs> yeah. right? Like the whole country just shuts yeah. down, right? It's like hold hold up, snap time. Like, <laughs> I, I need a minute, you know, and like that's
1: no. uh,
2: yeah, and um, you know, I, th- I just think that's a that's a kind of a powerful thing to kind of think about, for yeah. a and and say, you know, like other people have kind of figured this part of life out that like you don't always have to be yeah. producing, right? You don't always have to be operating at maximum. You know, level, and sometimes you need to take it back down so that you can get exactly. back to maximum. Because you know, like you said, if you're always in, if you're always in force mode and you're always mm-hmm. going, 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 eventually you're you're mm-hmm. gonna stop, right? And you're gonna, and it's probably not gonna be a pretty. Yeah, it, moment,
1: it's gonna
2: catch up you. No, whenever you snap or whenever you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I've certainly experienced that multiple times throughout life, where you know, it just kind of catches up with mm-hmm. you, and yeah,
1: it's not
2: good. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but
1: it so down. down. And so it's it, it, exactly. And it, it takes, I think, these kind of conversations we're having here. Yes, I'm a, a woman I'm talking a woman to woman two men about self care, but it takes hey, listen, men. Hey, <laughs> listen.
0: Just before you continue, uh, I just want to say this. Like, this is going to be a clip. I don't give a damn. I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. This is going to be a clip. Like, two white dudes with the host, of the audacious black girl, talking about self care. let's fucking go (laughs) i'm sorry but you know
1: we can definitely explore reasons for that right i think as a black woman i'm embracing it more because culturally for me and my community um you know practicing self-care and rest it's radical for many of us now that's why it's been radical and that's why we're, many of us are doing it now. That's why I promote it on my platform. Um, so being able to speak about this on a larger level is just a privilege for me. Um, but, you know, I do think it takes men like both of you having this conversation and other men listening to it and just kind of going, you know what? Yeah. And maybe that is something I need to think about. Maybe that is something I need to practice. Because like I said, I work with a lot of men who are in force all the time, all the time, doing, doing, all doing all the things, literally complaining to me about, I don't have time for this or time for that. You're not making time. You have to create the time. It's not going to come to you. Things aren't just going to stop, but you have the power to create the time. That's it. And once you kind of shift your mindset to that, then you can start seeing where you have the space to do that. That's when you can find the harmony in a, in your practices, right? And not the balance because and the reason why I always say, I don't like talking about, oh, let's find the balance. No, because if you have the scales, that means you're taking from here to there. That feels like force to me. Right? That feels like I'm taking from here. That feels like force. I don't feel like flow. Harmony is just that letting things just come together. You know what I mean? Um, um but yeah.
0: Yeah. So this idea of of flow, right? So, um, you know, I'm basically half Japanese at this point. I think everybody knows this (laughs) because I've lived here for so long, right? Um, My kids are half Japanese, but anyways. uh, So if you look at Japan, so this idea of self-care, whether it's onsens, you know, like public bathhouses are very common. I mean, it's, it's part of the culture that two or three times per week, you're going to go sit in a hot bath, Mm -hmm. sauna, cold bath and like, you know, spend a couple hours in there and like, you know, you know, relax. Um, or even if like you're, even if you're on the base, um, you'll see where the workers at lunchtime, you know, they might be out throwing the baseball, um, you know, just for 30 minutes, right? Like they had their lunch, they throw the baseball or maybe they take like a 20 minute nap, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. you know, between, yeah. between their shifts. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, 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 like Matt was talking about, you know, in Spain, like, Hey man, like don't talk to me 11 till like one. Cause I'm going to be asleep. Right. I'm going to yeah. have a big lunch and then I'm gonna go to bed. Right.
1: And it's and acceptable. I
0: think acceptable. that, yeah. So, you know, American culture has not figured out some of the things that, that, some cultures that are, are, are much, you know, longer, uh, mm-hmm. than, than we are historically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, we haven't really figured out this idea of self care. I don't think. And and the other thing I just kind of wanted to reframe, you know, I want to verbalize it. So it makes sense to me. So this idea of, of, uh, of, of flow, um, when I, when I hear balance I, it's like you said, like you're taking one, one, you know, you, you, the scales, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Inevitably, it's never it's it's not going to be equal. Exactly. It's never going to be equal. Exactly. And so, if you just give up hope of it being equal and just mm-hmm. understand that it's evolving all the time, yeah, um, yes. then then then. You know, it puts you in a better place so that you can accept. Like that, yeah. sometimes it's super heavy over here, and sometimes it's kind of light over here, and that's mm-hmm. okay, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. It is always evolving. Your your just like your day changes every single day. Like your self care is going to change every day. Some days you're going to be able to light that candle when you go in the shower, and sometimes it's like you're you might be in a rush. But hey, when I go to my office, if I have an office. I know I have, you know, my peppermint scent going on, my lavender scent. You know what I mean? It's just not getting so wrapped up in making those practices like, you know what I mean? Yes, you want to have sometimes have like a routine, but be open to the fact that sometimes it's not going to work out that way, but you can still choose to do it in another way. You can still choose to fit it into your day some other way. Um... Morning routines are fantastic because they kind of set your day, you know, get your day started. However, if it's a crazy morning, like if my, if your kid has woken up like three times the night before and you can't even get into that space to do your journaling or workout, Okay. Just accept that. Meet yourself where you are. That's where I am right now. I'm not in that space. However, I do know that my self-care matters to me. How can I add this into my day later on? Click. You know what? I'm going to go take a walk at lunch, I'm gonna go take a 10 minute walk. At 10 o'clock, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna make sure I have music going. I'm gonna play my favorite album on my drive to work. There's different ways you can do it so it's not so regimented. Um, And that is, like I said, evolving and more flow.
2: Yeah, I think you said something a minute ago, uh, You know, in talking to uh, people who come to you, men who come to you and they have all the things going on. And the thing about space is, it's gonna fill up with whatever you let it mm-hmm. fill up with, right? Your your daily space, right? And um, being intentional, like you said, whether it's playing your favorite album or lighting that candle. My wife's gonna have questions when I light this candle tonight.
1: When I tell her I sent light. you, tell her I said it was okay.
2: <laughs> I'm Talk to Amanda. I don't know. It's it's good for me. <laughs> a couple of days you can watch the
1: episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, different, but yeah ways, no, different ways you can yeah. do it um and even as we were talking about culturally like I, I love culture like i love um just how other people you know how other people live and like kind of understanding their practices um so even like somewhere in spain or maybe even italy like when they have like dinner like they might eat dinner late because everyone is kind of going about their day. But there's one, they're making their dinner at home a lot of the time with their family, perhaps, or at least they're making sure they all sit down together to eat their dinner, because that's self-care too, it can be. Um, and then really taking time to eat dinner. Take the time to eat dinner because they're uh I was I forgot who I was. I was like on YouTube watching this person who, um, he went to Spain and learning all these practices and he's with like a host family and he's American. And it took him some time to go, oh my gosh, like this is different. Cause they wanted him to sit down for dinner for a couple of hours. And he was just like, what is this, right? But that's how you decompress, right? Cause you're talking to family, you're getting all that out of you, you're getting your day out of you and then you can go rest. Um, So even I think us in our culture, If there's something about other cultures, like stop thinking that we know it all. Stop thinking like this is where it's at and really, okay, what are other people doing? How can I incorporate that into my life? Can I sit down for dinner with my family for longer than 30 minutes and like actually have a conversation and not be in a rush or or whatever it might be? Um, I think that's something that people can try too. Like what are other people doing? How can I incorporate those things into my own life? Especially if you don't know where to start.
2: Dean, when did I, when did I come Was it like 2011? Say it again. Was it, I think it was like 2011 when I, uh, I was thinking back when I went to Japan and, and visited Dean, I think it was like back in 2011. There are still cultural lessons that I've taken away from that trip, just seeing how life operates in a completely different country, not some country in North America mm-hmm. where we're all kind of homogenous in how we do things. Like, completely different right like complete like 180 from american train of thought on how you interact with other members of society and um i think it's important to get that perspective right if if people can travel and people can go to other countries and spend like a considerable amount of time uh kind of Mm -hmm. soaking it up and and paying attention there's lots of lessons to be learned like you said dean from cultures that are eons older than us right so much even Um, when i
1: think about when i was in japan um like you know karaoke and izikayas, like they're open daily they're open daily and they're packed they're packed so even after (laughs) (laughs) so even after they're working they're going to these places yeah the weekends are going to be a little bit more popping right but they're going to these places and they're sitting down and they're eating. They're enjoying other people's company. They're singing their hearts out at karaoke because a lot of mercy. You can hear them in the other room. But like they, it's like it's just it's just this sense of really, all right. Let me decompress because I'm just as hard as you work because you know Japanese, you know natives people. They work so hard, but I feel like their fun time is just as hard. Right. So the amount of effort you put out, your self care, your practices need to be on that same level. Like, stop thinking, all right, I'm going to do this one thing and then do a million things, pro, you know, productive wise or force wise and do the one flow activity. No, your self care practices need to be just as big and as hard as those things as well. You know?
0: That's an interesting concept is that I need to. This should not sound radical, but it does. Yeah, I should yeah. give as much attention to myself and my well-being as I do to my job and my exactly. whatever responsibilities I have. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy coming out of my mouth, but I know it's true. <laughs> it's, true. Right?
1: It's, it's, true. true. Yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I kind of want to go back to
0: something right? you mentioned, Amanda. So, um, the and but I just want to comment because I know it's true. So, um. You kind of know my family composition, uh, maybe through Aaron, you know, like, um, you know, my, my family in Louisiana, my my stepmom, um, uh, you know, uh, is black woman and man, like what you said that it's radical for black women to like practice self-care. I've seen that my whole life. Um, I think it's radical for a lot of women, but specifically for black women to like say, you know what, like I need to take care of myself. Because, yeah. it, it, like, culturally, and I've seen it firsthand with, with my yeah. mom, mm-hmm. is it's about, I need to take care of, you know, the family, yeah, um, the family at large, the community, mm-hmm. and, and, like, the very last person that's considered is, is yeah. self. Um, and I've seen yeah. that firsthand. So I just, I don't know. Yeah. like, Yeah. Um, How how is that being received on your end?
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that because it's something I I do speak on um, because it it does come down to, as a Black woman, um, I'll talk about my own experiences, like who and what I see is if we haven't seen our mothers doing it, if we haven't seen our aunties or our grandmothers doing it, you essentially, it's just generationally passed down that you put Everyone else before you, you take all the shit, right? You take all the stuff and you don't prioritize yourself because it's just not something you do. Your family comes first, right? But I think we're in this space now where we're going, you know what? We do have the right to take care of ourselves. We do have the right to, and it's radical in the way that we're able to just accept the fact that this should be a part of our lives. It shouldn't be something we have to earn You know what I mean? Like we don't have to, I don't have to work so damn hard and earn my self-care and this conditioning or the language that I have or these learned behaviors, these learned behaviors that many of us have, no matter who we are, but I talk about myself as a black woman about self-care, about just taking care of yourself and feeding yourself, feeding yourself first above all, right? Because it's just, and for me personally, it's. Oh man, like me and Aaron, we've been together for 18 years, married for 16. And I know when we first got married, like I I tell people all the time, the first few years were like a blur because I was just in go mode. I was just mom mode, wife mode, doing every single thing for them because I thought that is what I was supposed to do. That's what I saw my mom doing. I saw my grandma taking care of everybody, everyone's kids. I thought this is what it was supposed to be. And it took something, like it took me literally like being on the stairs crying from overwhelm and Aaron coming in the door from work going, What can we do? Like, let's figure this out. You know what I mean? For me to go, yeah, I'm not Manda. I'm not taking care of myself. Um, so it does speak to that level of conditioning and then that somewhat breaking point you have to have. But I do love that as a black woman, what I'm seeing from other black women um, and women of color in general is that we're like, yo, like, fuck that. Like we're taking care of ourselves. And um, we deserve to do that. We deserve to change that narrative.
2: Yeah. My, um, my wife had a similar experience. Right. And, and, wasn't that long ago where she was just like, you know, I'm just give, yeah. give 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 mm-hmm. do 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 for every- I mean, she cleans up ever after everybody she right. does the laundry, you know, she takes care of our household, right. And while I'm out chasing big dreams, and you know, go go go, she's, uh, you know, taking care of all of us. And uh, she got to the point where she was very intentional and very direct about yeah. no, y'all for a minute I'm gonna go do my Pilates class and I'm not asking you if it's a good time for you I'll be gone from nine to ten I was like
1: Mm -hmm. all
2: right and I was but you know I had I I, you know I was being empathetic and you know hearing where she was coming from and like it wasn't until we had that conversation a few weeks ago where I started thinking about okay she got to that point in her life
1: when am I going to get to that
2: point in my yeah. life, right? When am I going to get to the point where I don't feel guilty yeah. about, you know, going and doing whatever I want to do, right? Where I'm just like, you know what,
1: I'll yeah. be back.
2: You know, I love y'all. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? and and that's hard. I think that's hard for probably yeah. a lot of men to so. do, uh, especially yeah. men with families, is um, come to terms with the fact mm-hmm. that it's okay to yeah. focus yeah. on yourself. Even if it's inconvenient for the others around you, because it's not always yeah. going to line up, right? Like that's part of. There,
1: it's never, there's never, there's never going to be a right time. This is why I say you have to create the time, right? And then the moment you kind of, just how you, as right. you were saying, like you're thinking, when, when am I, when am I, when am I going to hit my rock bottom, so to speak, and have that moment? I'm like, fuck y'all, I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. You already recognize it, so make the choice. You already see it. You know, and that's the thing. People forget they have the choice. You have the choice, but you're not choosing the choice, but you're not choosing the choice. You're choosing to go in autopilot. You're choosing to continue to suffer. You're choosing to continue to live your day, day after day, suffering and feeling like crap because you're not choosing the choice because you recognize something needs to happen. Right. You recognize that I am running myself ragged to the point where I'm in bed and I'm still going, right? You recognize that, but you don't wanna do anything about it. And I tell people all the time, like my clinical clients, there is no magic wand. There's no magic wand. There's nothing that's like, boop. No, no one's coming to save you. There's no, and it's all better. You need to put that work in. You need to put that work in and understand that life is a practice and you get better at what you do. So continue to choose the choice. continue to practice
0: you know i think back on you know my dad and i think you know we, we probably all look at you know our dads you know male figure in our life and like um they they all did get to that point right they're mm-hmm. like i'll see y'all later and yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't see him for the weekend because they were going yeah. hunting <laughs> or <laughs> Fishing or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And 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 you know, it kinda speaks to that thing that you talk about where you know we were talking about these micro practices. If you do it all the time, then you don't hit that point where you're like, you know what? I can't be around y'all right now and I need yeah. a few days. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just need, like, you know, an afternoon instead. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'm gonna, no, I'm
0: gonna do something for the afternoon. I'm not gonna yeah. be like out for four days, kind of thing, right? Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those sure, I mean, I will say this that's uh, you know, my father, um, he, even as I got older, started reflecting, I realized he really prioritized self care. He loves riding his Cadillac, and he's, you know, born in the 50s, just, you know, this amazing man. He rides around the city in his Cadillac. You know what I mean? He loves it, and he's always done that. And um, even growing up, he loved his cars. He loved biking, so he would bike all the time. Then his knees, his knees got bad, then he couldn't anymore. But he was the one that I saw doing practicing self-care. You know, he was the one I saw slowing down. I didn't see that from my mom. I saw it from my dad, but it didn't click to me that I had permission as a woman to do that because I didn't see my mom doing it. I thought, okay, because men work so hard, they are deserving of that. And as a woman, I'm supposed to go, 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 go. Like I'm not supposed to, right? I'm not supposed to. So it just didn't relate. It just didn't click. Uh, But I think for men to see other men doing that is beautiful, but I also want them to recognize and see what have the women in my life been doing? Have I seen my partner, if, if my partner identifies as a woman, have I seen her take care of herself? Have I seen my mother? If not, can you take it on yourself to say, hey, I want to have a conversation with you. And how can I support you in your self-care, right? Can you say that to your spouse? Can you say, wow, like I've seen you, like how Erin came to me, it's like, what can we do, right? I've seen you pushing. I've seen you doing all these things. One, let me take a step back. You need to recognize she's been pushing. You need to recognize that she's been doing all the damn things. And you may think that she's happy to do that shit. She is not. She is not. She's doing it because she feels like she has to. No one. Well, I like doing She's that. doing it because she feels like she has to. She's doing it because she feels obligated. She's also been conditioned. But can you, as a man who is with the woman, say to her, "You've been doing a lot, and I want us to find a harmony in our relationship where you're not doing all the things. Let's find the harmony." Yes. There's that word, right? Because then that harmony will allow her space to take care of herself and you space to take care of yourself, right? Because you're both in the same, I need to be productive. I need to do all these things. And you're not meeting somewhere to find the harmony in the productivity, the harmony in the self-care. So it, it is an act of like coming together and having that conversation and giving each other that space. To say, just like your wife, Matt, said, um, where's your friends at? Like, why you don't take care of yourself, right? And that made <laughs> you go, oh, shoot. It, that's what it takes. <laughs> and here we are, <laughs> right? right?
2: Yeah. I, I, had a, <laughs> yeah I, I had a terrible role model in my dad uh, as far as, like, self-care because his self-care not 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 that's awesome but um yeah he he works all the time like he's 70 something 75 years old he just bought a 30 acre farm like a few years ago right they got cows i'm like dad what are you doing he's like "Ah, but like he would just go out in the shop and just work on things it didn't matter if it was building a deer blind or building some he's an engineer so building whatever contraption he was working on that weekend. He was just always outside in his shop. And I realized that now that is, Mm -hmm. that was his me time. Like he enjoyed having the radio on Mm -hmm. whistling, whatever, while he was working and and building something, even if it, it, we, we joke about it because like, you know, he'll spend three months designing, planning and building something that he literally could have gone to Academy and bought for like 300 bucks. And it's just like, fucking doing dad like yeah. but that's like that's, that's his outlet right and like but to me growing up and I've just recently realized this that like to me growing up like that it was a an example of like always be mm. working always be doing something productive and probably a product of his upbringing you know he grew up on a farm and was the oldest of all the kids and you know had to do all the things while everybody else was being a kid um so that just carried with him through life but I really want to like, I mean, it would be awesome if I had a shop to go work in, right? That yeah, that would probably exactly. become my me time because it would feel like a harmonious exchange of productivity yeah. and downtime, yeah. right? And yeah. um, I love that. the the only thing I feel myself kind of um, gravitating to is like going to the gym.
1: <laughs> See? So, you know. Yeah, I need
2: another <laughs> but
1: you know, I love what you're saying about your father because, um, yeah. you know, he was productive. But it also you are recognizing perhaps that was his me time. We need to stop operating in that, uh, yeah. you know, in the binary space and thinking, oh, dad is only doing these things, or I'm only doing this thing, or she's only doing these things because it's productive. It can also be self care for them, right? So that's operating in that and space, in that middle space, and like you were recognizing that. Hmm, he worked really hard in this thing and he was always doing that. He was productive, but also it was his self-care time, right? It's okay to have that as well. It's yeah. okay to like be working like on a passion project and that be your self-care time. You know what I mean? So this is where I talk about being like, right. out, I'm not like inside whatever box people think about self-care because you can, it, it, it's going to suit you differently. It's going to fit you differently. Um, but I love that example Matt.
2: That's where the, the harmony, harmony comes yeah. in and not yeah. balance, right? Like he wasn't, he wasn't taken away from himself to mm-hmm. do another thing. He was combining the things yeah. to, you know, kind
1: of turn But it can I ask his, you, Matt, what was your mother uh, doing at that time? Like when dad was like working at all those things? Uh, so. Like when dad was in the shop, what was your mom doing?
2: In the house mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, she was just in the house, like, you know, just taking mm-hmm. care of the house and you know, doing whatever it was she was doing. I was usually okay. outside with him, you know, or in my so room. So do you see your, thing, I
1: don't you want know? to use ableist language and say blind spot, but do you see that area that you didn't see? That mom, you you were with dad, right. so you you don't know what mom was doing. Dad's out here doing this self-care practice, right. productivity practice, but I have no idea what mom was doing. Mom was in the house probably cooking, cleaning, and that could be her self-care. I'm not going to say it couldn't be. But you don't know what she was doing, which is why when you grow into right. an adult man yeah. and you perhaps marry a woman, you know, you don't know what the hell she's doing. You have no idea. You haven't been conditioned right. to see what she's been doing. You haven't been conditioned to see that she's been working her ass off. The reason why like that little corner is clean or the reason why some, that spider web is out the corner is because she saw it. She, she she removed it before you even saw it, right? So I think uh, we all have those spots that we don't see in people, but we've all been conditioned in that way. I'm outside with dad. I don't know what the hell mom's doing. No idea, but she and her doing something. And I know when I come back in, I'm going to have a meal.
2: I need to go find out.
1: When, <laughs> <laughs> when I know I come when I come <laughs> back in, I'm gonna have a meal. When I come back in, it's gonna be some lemonade. That's what she's doing. She's thinking about your yeah. ass. She's thinking about dad and caring for you. Right. But yeah, but we're all we've all been conditioned in that way to not see.
0: I'll tell you, man. Like, kind of like you guys, man. Like mommy and I. Uh, this year will be 19 years. It's crazy oh, wow. to think about, right? Like married 19, so <laughs> 20. Time. So I, I gotta like start thinking about anniversary <laughs> gift for next year but I think you anyways go
1: uh, on that but okay that. <laughs> yeah
0: but i guess my point is that um you know I, i'll be totally upfront. like i didn't think about you know mommy's me time probably the first 10 years of our marriage
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i was just thinking about work and let me make this money and let me promote mm-hmm. and like i need to do as much as i can to you know secure a future for us and uh and, you know, let me get these kids going and, and um, probably in the last 10 years, you know, um, almost maybe eight, eight, nine years, it's become this thing where like we, mommy and I like respect each other's um, space when it comes to that, like big time, man. Like, it, like, you know, I know she's going to get a deep tissue massage once a month. I know she's going to go do things with her friends and I don't even question it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because she's not, you know, she's not like pushing the limits. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, you know, I'm going to go do these things and she knows that All right, well, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to play in intramural sports. Um, I'm going to go hang out with my friends, you know, a couple times a month kind of thing. Uh, and we've kind of gotten to this place where it is harmonious. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think that, I just keep going back to this because it makes so much sense to me, especially in a marriage where, like, you, you, marriage relationship, it, you, you're you're like hardwired to think of it as a balance, and and like you think I'm doing more for this relationship than the other person is, and and you know. But then the longer you're with somebody, then you realize that yeah, sometimes you are going to do a lot more, right? And maybe consistently over time, you're going to do more in one category. Yeah. Um, you know maybe that's making money for the family or maybe that's being emotionally available for your kids right or whatever it is like maybe this is what you do more of yeah. but this is what that other person does more of and mm-hmm. and, and and so it's it's harmonious right like yeah. we ha- we have our part to play and yeah. it's not going to be yeah. equal necessarily it's just going to yeah. fit right
1: it's just going to fit yeah and it, it's it's also like you said for 10 years you didn't realize that she needed self care or needed to practice those things because we don't have conversations about it we don't have conversations about our roles. We just get married and go into it. All right, I'm wife now. I'm husband now. I'm whatever now. And you're just in it and you don't talk. You don't have the conversation about, like, I'm struggling. I'm working a lot. I am really stressed about the fact that I am the breadwinner and I need to take care of my family or just the fact that, like, whatever. And then your wife or your spouse is like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the fact that I'm the primary one taking care of the children, all their activities, scheduling all the appointments, going to all the events, needing to know my mental load is different. When you don't have the conversation, you don't know. And you think the other one's okay when you're not. You know what I mean? And that's when you don't have the harmony because no one's talking. You're just doing you're just doing, but those, those,
0: but, sometimes those conversations are, you, 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 avoid those conversations because they have the potential to turn into conflict.
1: They can, or you just, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes you just don't know that the other person, that it's even a conversation that you need to have, you know, and if they feel like it's going to turn into conflict, yeah. it's still something to kind of preface and say, Hey, like, you know, is this something we should talk about? Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? And set a time to have that conversation but we jump right into these roles whether it's in our relationships whether it's at work whatever you know and we just do and we don't stop and pause and try to find some you know some harmony
0: okay so um i want to ask you about uh manda so i I did a podcast with chris norris uh he's a retired guy he's retired chief Um, but he's also the, the mindfulness and meditation, uh, kind of, um, I don't know, guru for, um, consequence of habit, which is a nonprofit that, you know, uh, helps, uh, recovering alcoholics and things like that. Hmm. Um, do you have any kind of mindfulness or meditation practice that you
1: do? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also a certified meditation teacher and a certified yoga teacher. I don't teach yoga. I did it from my own personal awareness. I don't teach yoga, but I did it from my own personal awareness because the philosophy of yoga is so, it's everything to me. Um, but so for my practice, it is, I do meditate not as much as I would like, but I'm bigger on, like I said, the harmony part and not forcing myself to sit in meditation if I'm not in that space. So I try to make a practice of mindfulness every day. Every day I'm mindful. That's my intention every day to so just be mindful um, of just so checking in with myself every morning um, and like where am I at mentally? Where's my heart space? Uh, physically, how am I feeling? And I operate from there. So that's meeting yourself where you are. That's meeting myself where I am. So if I know that I didn't get a good night's sleep because my daughter woke up like three times or something, and I know I'm going to be tired that day, my to do list is going to be very specific to whatever it is I actually have to do. Other than that, the rest goes. I don't I don't have the energy. I don't have the space. And I'm not going to force myself. I'm just in that place in life where I'm not going to force myself to do some crap that is meaningless and doesn't matter. It may be something I need to do at some point. You know what I mean? So really doing those things. But for me, um, my self-care practice is closing my door and no one bothered me like that disconnect aspect of it. Cause I am such an introvert. I just need quiet. So that helps me. And just going to the park and going for a walk is what I absolutely love. Every day that I'm in my office and the weather is nice. I go outside at like 11 AM. I just time it. All right. It's, this is my 15 minute walk time. So I make that a, my routine. If it doesn't happen because of the weather, I'm doing something else. I'm walking around my building. Uh, but those are some of the little practices that I do. And I love makeup, so I'll like do my makeup. Uh, I'll make sure that I get dressed. That's self-care, especially going through COVID and wearing leggings and like sweaters all the time. I make sure I actually put some clothes on because that's self-care to me and doing my makeup in here because that's self-care to me. Um, and getting, yes, getting my nails done is a favorite too. But, but yeah, I definitely try to sprinkle little moments out my day. I know we talked previously about lighting the candles. And I know, Dean, you said you <laughs> you do that too sometimes in your shower. I do that all the time because it's just the quickest thing. Light my candle. I'm going to take a shower any damn way. Let me just make it that much more peaceful and light a candle, right? But yeah. <laughs> I don't do anything huge. I do have like a weekend planned away for like myself to like, you know, really just the quiet. Cause I love the quiet. Um, other than that for me it's micro practice every day. That's what's been consistently working.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I, I don't know, man, this, this idea of like meeting yourself where you are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I don't know I, I think we probably do it you know matt like but like, like i'll give you an example so um we we had a uh, dining in for the the um cpo birthday last night and i literally woke up in my tux on the couch with my boots still on <laughs> and then i had to play a volleyball game this morning oh uh, so gosh. i definitely met myself where i was at this morning i was like oh my god i'm not feel like doing this <laughs> But I think that on a normal day, uh, uh-huh. you know, like um, that's that's a cool concept, right? Like, let me take a moment, a few moments. Let me take five minutes and like, all right, where, where am I at right now? Like, where's my mm-hmm. head at? What do I what do I have to do today? What's on the calendar that I have to get done? And then what can I do that's additive or what can I retract that I don't necessarily have to do based on kind of where I'm at when I kind of do that self-assessment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. As many I certainly don't do that on a daily basis I mean maybe sometimes right but it, it's more like
1: it's, it's more like a
0: checklist it's like the to-do list yeah. regardless of how I feel kind of thing yeah
1: so then that's what we do first right the to-do list comes first and then maybe we'll get to check in with ourselves but what if you check in with yourself first and then create your to your to-do list because guess what your to-do list is gonna be more strategic because I know myself enough to know I'm gonna get my shit done right but I'm going to get the most important things done because I'm also finding the harmony and minding myself while I'm doing the strategic stuff, right? So you have to know yourself enough to know that you have responsibilities. You got to get some things done, but that does not mean, and this is why I say we need to operate in the non-binary space, that and space. That does not mean I can't take care of myself too, you know? you
0: know i do yeah Mm it's awesome Mm -hmm. hey uh so um i think we'll start trying to wrap it up we're getting close to an hour here um but there's a couple things that i want to um kind of kind of talk to you about manda so i can't give you a lot of details but i am gonna like kind of just throw this out there so matt and i are planning this thing we'll talk to you about offline um without knowing (laughs) what it is i would like a commitment that you will contribute
1: Oh, hello! I don't know. See, when it comes to my self care and the harmony in my life, I need to know before I commit.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's really vibing with my gotta, harmonious way. I got to
1: make sure, so we can talk offline about it.
0: <laughs> um charitable. charitable, um, and uh, anyways, it's it's a long term um, commitment that I think will. Pay some good dividends. But anyways, um, <laughs> the reason why that's super cryptic, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you. We'll, we'll talk, talk offline. We'll put talk it that way, way right? We'll um, but uh, I, I do want to hear kind of what, number one, if you can tell us about your podcast. And then also, we talked a little bit before we hit record, um, you know, tonight Uh, Kind of tell us what's next for you. Like, what are your plans? What are you looking forward
1: to? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So my podcast is all about just supporting Black women on not only their healing journey, but their empowerment journey. Um, And also untethering from the bullshit that holds us back from living our best life and living living the life we want to live. So that's what my podcast is about. And I talk to many different Black women from different spaces and talking about whether it's one, self-care um you know not diet but like our how we kind of eat or how we kind of feed our bodies in a productive way um i talk about imposter syndrome i talk about so many different topics that Uh, The women that I work with and talk to are saying are coming up for them. Um, And I used to do like meditations on there because I'm a meditation teacher. Um, So I do have episodes where I'm actually leading just empowerment style meditations. Uh, But also for me coming up, growing from that is um, I working on workshops. Um, There's many different elements and things that I'm like brewing um, as I grow from just the podcast space, but really just growing my platform and working on my own brand. Um, but I'm really excited to just start expanding into different spaces. So it's really exciting
0: yeah, i could I could totally see like um, a women's retreat with yeah, you that uh, leading it.
1: Yeah, that's something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely something like that as I'm working on and just more so with women in like my area, the DMV area, like getting together for like an empowerment brunch um, just to kind of have these conversations because community is so important for all of us. Um, But when you are in a certain space, right? Like if you have a vision, if you have a vision for your life, but all these roles you get into as mom, wife, all these things and you start working and that vision starts fading, I want you to recapture that vision and work on it so that's really the next step i'm going in with my platform because that's audacity that's like saying you know what i got all this shit going on however i have this vision and i'm worthy of working on that vision so that's really the space i'm gearing into with um, what i'm what i have coming up
0: it's pretty amazing and insightful for kind of where like again without being cryptic i'm being super fucking cryptic like um matt and i've been working on a couple things right and uh kind of what you just said like being audacious enough to um to not give up on that vision and Mm -hmm. that dream and that like that pie in the sky the you know the ideal thing that you want to get done like Mm -hmm. you know you know let's fucking go right usually the thing that's crazy right it's like yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah when you tell somebody they think you're fucking crazy but you, you just you're like okay that's well. where audacity
1: comes in right because people are going to think yeah. what they want to think you're going to think about yourself any way you want to think whether you're dealing with confidence issues or imposter syndrome and you're feeling like that vision can't happen push through that's that's the untethering part untether from that shit that's holding you back and it could be your limited beliefs so you can actually have that vision come true because it's there for a reason. It was given to you for a reason. I'm very woo-woo. I'm very into spirituality. So if it's given to you, guess what? You need to start acting on it. Though that's yeah. Those are the nudges that universe okay. gives you, that God gives you yep. to start moving in that direction. If you haven't read The Alchemist, get it on your list. It is my favorite book. It's super quick to read. The Alchemist. It's a classic Um. And it's about listening to those nudges. It's a story, but it's about listening to those nudges that you receive and trusting in them and following them. And you will see how your visions come true. You will see how those visions were actually already in reality, but now you're working toward it.
2: Yeah, 100%. The imposter syndrome is a real thing for men and women, right? For anybody who's being audacious and anybody who's Mm -hmm. following those nudges, you're going to run into that. And, um, I've had to deal with that many times in my life. Uh, still do. I mean, as an entrepreneur and someone who's kind of forged his own path and not really done what I was supposed to do. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to deal with that. And it, it comes in all levels, right. From personal level through professional and intertwined.
1: And And that's um, a conversation. um,
2: that's, cool. That's a because com- when you
1: hear about imposter, imposter syndrome, I'm not trying to extend this scene yep. uh, or Matt, but when you hear about imposter syndrome, you hear about it so much when it comes to women, it's not really talked about in men. And so many men experience imposter yep. syndrome because, you know, you're conditioned to kind of have this kind of, I know, I know it all. I got it together. I'm a man. And you're not supposed to have those insecurities, but you do. I think it looks different for men than it does for women, as it does for women of color, as it does for men of color. But we all experience it at some, not all, some people, I I don't know who doesn't, to be honest with you. Uh, But, you know, many of us experience it in some way, shape or form. But I think it's a conversation that men need to have more of with other men because it is so pervasive and it happens and they don't know it. And they don't know it.
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, this isn't unique to men, but I'll speak from my experience. And that is that, you know, when when you talk about imposter syndrome, it it comes to the, you know, what it's easy to call haters, right? Like, am I, am I worthy of putting myself out there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I, am I brave enough to put myself out there knowing that like motherfuckers going to be talking, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and And I think that if you can get past that, then that's when you can actually do some pretty great shit. Yeah. you know
1: so, and recognizing well, that you're still doing you do some great like shit Like you are. yeah, it's just because y- the thing about imposter syndrome is that you are actually in spaces and doing things that high achieving people do. It's just you're worried that you're still not enough in those spaces. You're worried someone's going to find out you're a fraud and that you are just winging this shit. And that behind the scenes, the shit is really ugly. It's not pretty. You know what I mean? But that's that's the part of it. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Like you, who right. knows it all? And if they do, you yeah. have a problem.
2: It's letting like external. It's letting external factors start affecting yes. the internal like, practices of yes, what you're doing, but... right? And, like, they have nothing to yeah. do with it, right? Like, if, if you were on an island and you decided you were going to, like, build a shelter, like, are you going to listen to what people you're, think? Of... No, you're, you're going to build a, a, a shelter, shelter, right? Exactly. Like, you don't care.
1: Shut up, seagulls. Water crashing. And that's like a very... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's a very simplified, like, example of it. But it's, it's true, it's true yeah. in principle, right? It's like, you know, if you decide to go do something, yeah, you're gonna think about what all these cluckers are saying over here, but like, yeah. who cares? Like, they don't have it. Doesn't they're not gonna be there when you win or fail, right? It they're they're gonna yeah. be doing their own thing. Like, the world doesn't they, care about you. Or if they and will so, be there, who like, cares? Trying to internal. Yeah, and it it, it, it yeah, doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't but here's matter. what like, you're saying too, though. I'm sorry, Dean, extending this a little bit. It, what you're saying to <laughs> what you're saying is it's a community thing, right? it's out imposter syndrome is something that happens like to you outside of you but then it becomes so embedded in you you start thinking Mm -hmm. about it and you start doubting yourself because just like you're saying it's you're thinking about is this person going to say this is that person going to think that about me so it's something that's outside of you so it's not necessarily coming from you it's happening to you it's happening to you, and yeah. you're festering, and you're ruminating, and you're catastrophizing. You're doing all these things that makes it feel like- What was that like word you just said? Catastrophizing. Uh, so I, you're I, just- I don't know.
0: Ex- <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a catastrophe?
1: Yeah. So you're making yeah. things- You're imagining bigger, a right? catastrophe. You're, you're imagining I got it. All right. I'm, I'm in
0: now. You're I'm, in, I'm in.
1: small, and you're making it bigger, <laughs> right? So you're doing- <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> so it's something that's happening, a mess, a whole mess, but you're, you're, this thing is happening to you and you're starting, starting to internalize it. But once you start to recognize that it is happening to you, it's outside of you, then you can start taking your power back and start really changing that narrative in your head. Um, regarding that, um, I do plan on doing maybe like a masterclass on imposter syndrome because it's something I dealt with and occasionally i still deal with it but i'm in the (laughs) mode of like fuck you i'm great i know myself enough but it takes time to get there (laughs) because i was always like you are
0: pretty great manda no shit uh you know i think that i am slowly getting to this place where if 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 you're if if the words that you're saying aren't how can i help then i don't give a fuck yeah you can get out of my face right Like if I'm talking about some vision, something I want to do, and if you're telling me like all the the problems with it, and, and like why it's it's not ever going to happen, or why I'm not worthy of doing it, then you can Thank go you. the fuck on. That's kind of where I'm at, like Bye. in my life.
1: Right, isn't a beautiful place yeah. to be? Place where everybody be. needs, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah.
2: Where everybody needs to get to as fast as possible. But like you said, I mean, it's a process, and it takes time to get there because you have to go through those things and figure them out for yourself in order to be in an internal space where you can operate yeah.
1: like without exactly. worrying about it.
2: Right. And,
1: uh, Aaron calls it, yeah. um, like, and, and it, it still, still happens, happens, you know, but when you have that level of focus and you believe in your vision that much, like you do get that focus, Aaron calls it, um, uh, is it front sight focus? I don't know. Some military term. Um, he always will say that I have that because like, When I have a goal or vision, nothing fucking matters. Nothing matters. Like, I literally, I don't see shit. I know what's going on on that side. Like, I know I have kids. I know I have a husband. I know I have work. And those things get done because I know myself enough to know that I have responsibilities. But when that fucking focus, when I'm in this zone, like, it's just unstoppable. Unstoppable. But but, Yeah.
0: yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Uh... The Alchemist. I wrote it down. I'm going to read it. <laughs> you should read it. For it's sure. Great. You should read it. 100%. Uh, we...
1: Of course. Duh.
0: All right. We'll come up with some other harebrained topic to talk <laughs> about where, where we need somebody to actually, like, have some expertise on it.
1: <laughs> this is fun. All right. Hey,
0: uh, dude, uh, I just want to say thank you and uh, miss you guys. And, um, I'll be in the States in June, so maybe uh, I'll shoot over and see you guys, and I'll be there in November uh, as long as um, everything goes according to plan. So, all right, dude. Matt, you got anything to close on?
2: No, man. I mean, this was really good. Uh, This is, it's always good to explore these kind of topics and, and get outside perspective versus, you know just me and you talking about it offline. So, yeah, thank you, Amanda. Uh, Really good to
0: to get that that
1: perspective. Thank you for having me.
0: Amanda, why don't you wrap it up and then we'll call it good.
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Well, thank you for having me. Like This was a fun conversation and I really do hope that the listeners get a lot from it um, and that they're just men, especially that are listening to this podcast, just start having those conversations with each other, um, regarding your self-care, um, and just start prioritizing that part of your life and finding, finding the harmony in it all.
0: Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> alright All right. Y'all have a good day. I'm, uh, not going to bed cause I just drank a bunch of coffee, but we'll talk to you later. Yes. Good night, y'all. Bye. All right.